Backfield boys, alright. Welcome into the Backfield Boys, episode one. This is your host, B, and as always, I am joined by Lucas Kochevar and my man Jackson Kelly. How's yeah, it going, fellas? Dude, it's going pretty good, man, to be honest. How you doing? Hey man, I'm just excited to get this like new journey started, you know, this new era. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, looking forward to it. All right, man. So how we're Make gonna begin noise. is kind of just introducing ourselves and uh putting our teams out there so as you guys may already know you know i'm a huge steelers fan huge alabama fan uh, my dad's oh. from pittsburgh i was born in alabama my uncle went there so i was born you know bred both teams die hard i mean you spend five minutes around me you know i'm die hard for both teams it's pretty brutal pretty brutal five minutes in a delusional way too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a lot Real overbearing. Anyway, um, I'm Lucas, and I say I'm a homer through and through. I always rock with my Atlanta teams. They're horrible on my emotional self, but they are what they are. And, yep, they're tough. Kill oh, me. Yeah, dude, you want to talk about depression, bro? I remember, <laughs> I think it was like my second time cutting or something like that, dude. I went, uh, it was after the uh, Super Bowl. That the Steelers beat the Cardinals in. Hey, San Antonio like, Holmes. San Antonio uh, Holmes. <laughs> debatable catch or not, we can get in that later. I don't care. But, yeah, I'm a Kentucky fan and an Arizona Cardinals fan. And you ask how that happened. Well, Kentucky, I'm from Kentucky. So, I mean, dude, born and raised cheering on the Cats. In Arizona, to be honest, uh, I didn't know much about football, and they drafted me in Madden 08, so I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'll be there. Then. <laughs> and that's where it began. I did not know that's why you were a Cardinals fan, because of Madden Yeah, that's 08. dead ass why I am. Like, when people ask, and I tell them they're like, bullshit, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that's That's, that's really such why. a way. Dude, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of amazing, though. Like, I wish everyone picked their team that way. Like, if they could just get on Madden, whatever team drafted them, that's who they would. I mean, oh, I love it. Yeah. My team would have been the Jets. That would have been horrible. <laughs> that Dude, been I got worst. drafted by the Jaguars on Madden. Like, the first time I ever played it. And I had, like, a 15-year career there. I'll never forget that. So Dude, I would but be honestly, a- I think I'd rather be a Jets fan than a Falcons fan. Really? I, I feel like it, that would make sense because, I mean, it's like you, the expectations are never, like, that crazy high. And, like, there's not the highs and lows. Like, dude, it's if just the 28-3, I would have ended it. Like, I would not – if I was an Atlanta <laughs> fan, I would not be here to make this podcast right now because I would be dead. It was it was one of those that happened, and, like, they did the coin toss, and I just I just left the room. Once they lost the coin toss, I, I it was cry? full on. I don't think I cried. It was just like oh, a yeah. sadness of just like I think I went and sat in the shower. Like it was just oh, so yeah. much sadness. I think yeah. it was almost too bad to cry. You were too shocked to cry. Like a lot of people in Atlanta just looked defeated. Like it just kept like the, it just was a s- snowball and then an avalanche of just like pain and just like, thirty minutes. See, yeah. I remember I was at my buddy's. Uh apartment and we were sitting there watching it and it half t- or whenever it got to 20 28 it hadn't even got to 28 three yet or maybe it had i don't remember dude but anyways 
we had went and watched Atlanta play that year in the Georgia Dome. And I said, dude, this is cool because either A, we can say we watched the Super Bowl team play like live during a season, or B, we can sit here and say Tom Brady's officially the GOAT. I remember us having that conversation. I said either or is going to happen. And then Julian Edelman made that BS catch. That was horrible. And a drop pick, history. man. It's crazy. I did it think. hit like so many hands. Yes. And yeah. dude, the crazy thing is like I I I respect Brady as the GOAT, but at the same time, it's crazy how his career, like a lot of the Super Bowls he's won have been, you know, Dude, he's played like, better in the ones he's lost. Exactly. Like the one, <laughs> yeah. against, the one against Philly, he threw for 500 yards. That was the best Super Bowl I've ever seen him play. They lost. And yeah. you look at the one against Atlanta, I mean, he started off terribly. He finished well, but a lot of the big plays he made weren't great throws, weren't spectacular plays. It was more just, you know, oh, the Falcons are literally giving the Super Bowl away on a silver platter. Yeah. And yeah. Like that Packers game this year, dude, he did not play good. It just helped. Three picks. It, yeah, it just helped that Aaron Rodgers is even more of a choke in the playoffs. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> they could they couldn't call the right plays there, like at the I, end anyway. Yeah. I feel like that I feel like that game wasn't on Aaron though. I feel like he played pretty well. I mean, I feel like that game overall was more about the coaching and more about the defense. Because I mean Aaron played better than Brady did. I mean, he didn't throw the picks. I think he threw one pick in that game, but he played pretty well. Overall, I just think that pass rush was too much. I mean, look what it did to Mahomes. I mean, he ran, I think, 300 yards just around, like, back, sideways, just trying to obey that pass rush. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think their defense was, like, playing really, really good. But it's like – Aaron deserves, like, a decent – like, I I don't say, like, all the blame, but he deserves part of it because there was that – the play where he, like, didn't run it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably, like – that's probably the biggest, like – play there where you can get shift the blame onto him for that one. He just he, – dude, he ain't much of a leader either. He has no leadership qualities whatsoever. He's a diva yeah. at the quarterback position. Yeah. Simple as that. It's kind of interesting you say that too because that's like the one knock on Aaron Rodgers is that there's been kind of doubt on his like ability to kind of be like a Brady or be like a Manning when they were in their prime, kind of like galvanizing a locker room, you know, kind of leading a yes. group of guys – there's always been questions. Like, a lot of his teammates, like, when they retire, they kind of question him. They kind of look to Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, oh, you know, maybe he wasn't. the Like, Greg Jennings, I remember there was a controversy, like, three, four, five years ago where he was saying, oh, you know, Aaron wasn't that great of a leader. And it might have been Sour Graves because the Packers got rid of him. He went to the Vikings. But, you know, it's interesting that you never hear that about Brady or you never hear that about Peyton Manning yes. or, you know, Joe Montana or John Elway. Like, it's just Aaron Rodgers you hear that about. I mean, so you can kinda... see it on the field, dude. Like, uh, that game against the Bucks, they lost in the regular season. Like, second quarter, he was done. Like, he was just out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, have you heard the statistic? So, and this, this was true at some point during the regular season last year. I don't know if it still is. But in games that Aaron Rodgers is behind, including, like, 3-0, right? Yeah. He's won less than fifty percent of those games. Huh. That's now, that just that seems interesting. Now, but what now is was there another statistic that went along with it that showed like Brady or Breeze or Manning, like how their those kind of games were when they were behind or Dude, that's like I mean, dude, think about every game in his career. If he's ever down if you're ever up three oh 
Like, you kicked the first field goal of the game. You got more – chances are you're going to win. Huh. That's That just seems weird for someone who, like, we probably – I've seen could, it. I don't know if like I could find it because I've seen it on the talent. herd. So, I don't know if I could pull it up to you. But I think, like, Breeze and uh, Brady and Manning were in, like, the 70 to 80 percentile range. Because, I mean, that's something that happens fairly common. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Rodgers, though, is I feel like a lot of, like, throughout his entire career, there, his clutch gene has never really been called into question despite having the one ring. I mean, Peyton Manning in his prime, everyone dogged on him for being a choker. I mean, I remember after that Super Bowl against the Seahawks, pretty much everyone was calling him a choker. They were calling him out saying, you know, Peyton can't finish, Peyton's not for the big time, all that kind of stuff. But although, yeah. And I'm a big Rodgers guy. I mean, Rodgers has always been one of my favorite quarterbacks. Lucas knows that. I defend him in our group chat, you know to high hell but at the at, at the end of the day you know he at having won super bowl he's kind of he's not really called a choker you know he's kind of given a little bit of a pass for some of those playoff losses you know because and yeah his defenses have been bad but it's just interesting that he's looked at as as clutch as he is with only having that one ring yeah and it's just because of like some of the moments he's had you know yeah, like, I mean that one against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That overtime. Uh-huh. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he made like two, you know, lucky plays. Lucky <laughs> plays. And thankfully the better team won that game. But there's just stuff like that's the reason why. And that was just terrible defense on both of those plays. I mean, it was like two fourth and twenties, dude. <laughs> I, I yeah, gotta ask I think, you something, Jackson. Wait, you go ahead, Lucas. I was just about to say. I think it's just like his his flashy plays are just so his flashy plays and like the clutch and like when he does have a clutch play, like the Dallas Green Bay game, like when he does yeah. have one, it's always like really like big. Yeah. So if like the rest of it kind of gets drowned out by the top. Yeah, yeah dude, all flash. Man. What are you gonna say, B? Okay. Hey, you call me B. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I got to ask you, though. So, Kentucky. So, that's not just basketball. You're a football fan of Kentucky's, too, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, I remember a while back we were talking about the playoffs, and that's been a really big debate recently because there's been a lot of talk about the CFP expanding. So, I have to ask you first, Jackson. Yeah. What is your ideal playoff field? Should it expand? Should it be, you know, 8, 16, whatever? Like, what, what is your ideal playoff field? Um, personally, I'm cool with any of them except four. I like two better than four. What? Yeah, Oof. I I think four is awful and accomplishes nothing. But here's my thing. I would say six is the most ideal. And then mm. 16 probably is best for revenue after that. So wait, you're saying 16 is better than four? Yes, absolutely. And let me tell you why, dude. Because, see, back in the day, and I know it's chose by computers, whatever, two teams get a chance. But the other bowls still had a big deal feel to them. The Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl. They were still big deal games. Now it's like if you don't make the Final Four, and it's just as hard to make the Final Four, I mean, the other games kind of just seem pointless now. And I feel like it takes away from those bowl games, and it still it doesn't add anything. Because like Ohio State, the year you all were a four seed and won the national championship, 
Ohio State lost one regular season game in like October. It's a Virginia Tech. I remember that. Yes. Went on a crazy run, won the Big Ten, dominated throughout the Big Ten, and they didn't make it over you guys. And they should have got in over you guys. And I see you all won. And so, like, I guess the best decision was made. But on paper, they should have got in over you guys. And that's when I was like, this four accomplishes nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of four. And I have been since the beginning. And all I hear from people is, you know, oh, you're an Alabama fan. So, of course, you like four because you're one and two every year. I just think that in college football, what makes it such a special sport is that every game matters. Literally, every regular season game you play matters. Mm -hmm. And I understand that six might be better than four. And if there was an expansion, I think six is the only expansion that would make sense. Because, I mean, if you did, you know, because I'm not a believer in automatic bids. I think that, you know, winning your conference shouldn't guarantee you a spot because the Pac-12 is awful. And I think if Oregon goes nine and three or 10 and three or what have you and wins their conference, they shouldn't get an automatic bid just because they won the Pac-12 because those 11 other teams in the Pac-12 would go against the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten and get – you know, their barn doors blown off. So well, I don't necessarily. Dude, there's, that's kind of my argument for 16. Like, I'm with you. I think six is the ideal. And I think it should be if you're a power five team and you win your championship, an automatic bid and then one wild card. Well, I, I still, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds is, best. I think six is the best expansion, but I would still argue four over six. But any like, day. you know, you mentioned the ACC there. Kentucky yeah. went to Alabama. <laughs> I went to Tuscaloosa for this game. And, dude, we got beat by 60. Yeah, And, yes, we didn't have, like, our full team. But that was an embarrassing game, man. Mac didn't even play his best game. Yeah. You guys got, got I mean, it's like steamrolled. Obliterated. I mean, oh, absolutely. Who, who did did just, we beat oof. North Carolina State in a bowl game this year? I can't – I think it was North Carolina State. They were ranked, like, 17th, and we beat them, like, pretty easily in a bowl game this year. So, like, this four really only hurts the SEC. It really does. Okay, but I will say this. That's why you expanded to 16. I guarantee there'd be four to five SEC teams in it easily. See, but here's the thing, man. It'd be in blocks, like, (laughs) because think about this year alone. This year there'd been Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Alabama. Would another team have made it? Uh, But, see, those I mean, it'd be something around then. I don't think those teams deserve a shot. And that's why I was going to argue specifically against eight, because eight seems like the most logical expansion, because we've seen a lot of the ADs, a lot of the CFP committee meeting and saying, okay, we might try to shift it from a four to an 18 playoff. And let's look at last year. Okay. So Florida at, at the end of the CFP, like when they announced it was Alabama, Notre Dame and Clemson, Ohio state, Florida was number seven and Cincinnati was number eight. And in my opinion, those two teams did not deserve a shot at the national championship because Florida went eight and three. Okay. They, they, they push Alabama in the SC championship. I mean, I was stressed out that entire game, you know, Trask played yeah. well. I have to admit, you know, Pitts was a monster. Tony was a monster, all of that. But when you lose to LSU, the way you did the week before you already lost a regular season game to Texas A&M. And then you just got beat by the number one team in the country. You don't deserve a shot at the national championship. In my opinion, I just think that you've already blown your chance. And then Cincinnati 
they went nine and zero. Okay, they looked good in the regular season, but the only ranked team they played that entire year was Tulsa, and that was in their conference championship. Tulsa played Mississippi State in a bowl game and lost. Mississippi State went four and seven. That's an SEC team with a losing record. The only ranked team that Cincinnati played all year long lost to a SEC team with that losing record. And then they lost to Georgia in the Peach Bowl. So when I look at teams that are usually ranked seven, eight, nine, ten, I don't think those are teams that deserve a shot at the national championship. Now, see, go ahead, finish. No, you go ahead, man. I'm going to say, with your thing with Florida, dude, last year, last year's an anomaly. I mean, going eight and three in the SEC is a hell of a lot more impressive than going ten and one in like the ACC, in my opinion. Yeah, it, that that makes that makes me curious on how like Clemson because Clemson would have played Florida. I mean, Clemson lost to Notre Dame by like barely with a backup quarterback, and yeah. Notre Dame made it in, and they never play anyone, dude. Them freaking, uh, uh, you know, dude. Them types of people, no. <laughs> Notre Dame just takes a spot every single year. Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs to join a conference, or just, or just like go away, go to Division three and mess them up. Because Notre Dame is like skating along and getting like the oh, should they be in the playoff? That's yeah. dumb. I'm tired of. I'm tired of Notre Dame. Yeah, I agree. And you know, a lot of these teams. The thing about the SEC is it's overwhelmingly better in defense than any other conference every year. So the fact that, you know, you have SEC – I mean, you take – I bet if you took Florida and put them in the Big 12, do you think they'd be the best team last year in the Big 12? No. I think Oklahoma's better. I really do. I mean, I would Well, last year Texas was better, right? Um – no, Florida was definitely better than Texas. But Oklahoma, I mean, besides those two early bad losses they have, I mean, when they lost to Kansas State, their season looked pretty much over. But they rebounded, and then they ended up destroying – I mean, although Florida had a lot of opt-outs, I mean, they dominated and embarrassed Florida in that um, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, one of the arguments I was going to make was that, you know, while I think six, if it's going to expand, six is the most logical, and I actually like six, but – I still think four is a little bit better. And if we harken back to last year, I mean, a lot of people complained, you know, oh, Texas A&M should have been in over Notre Dame because they finished fifth and their only loss was to, was to Alabama. But agreed, they, they lost 52 to 24. And although I think Texas A&M might have been a little bit better than Notre Dame, I mean, Notre Dame got to the conference championship game and lost. They had already beaten the team they lost to, which was Clemson. So Yeah, but we're, Trevor we're, wasn't playing. Yeah, but were yeah. we really trying to watch Kellen Mond go up against that Bama defense, go up against Nick Saban and lose 52-24 to again? I mean, we might as well put Notre Dame against Alabama, who we haven't seen, and saw the result. And then you have Oklahoma. Well, I mean, who... it's hard to beat a team twice. It's Unless hard to beat Alabama. a team twice. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it would have been closer. I, I, I think so, but I just – see – I don't know. I mean, that Texas A&M What was the score like, of the Notre Dame game? Like, you're acting like this was a great game. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, Texas and it feels like – it's strange enough. It feels like Texas A&M actually improved from that Alabama game on. Absolutely. Like, they were playing yeah. really good to, down the stretch there. I mean, and I mean calls, they, but they were hot at the end of the year. And they, they, they had a very convincing win over um, North Carolina in that Orange Bowl, too. I mean, Kellen Ball looked good. I mean, it, it was a really impressive, emphatic win. But I just think here's the thing. 
for me, and this is just my opinion, I just think that when you blow your chance in the season, you blow it. I don't think it's like the NBA where you can start off bad and then get hot in the playoffs or NHL, MLB, where you can get, start off bad, finish well, make the playoffs win. I think in college football, what makes it so special is that you have to be great from week one on. Like Oklahoma, they finished that, – that's the second point I want to get to. Oklahoma finished sixth. And by the end of the year, they were probably the third or fourth best team in the country. I mean, they certainly look like the fourth best team. When they when their defense was playing great, Rattler was playing great, they annihilated Florida, but those two early losses. I mean, anytime you lose two games, unless it's like 2007 with LSU where all the team like all the good teams lost two or three games and LSU happened to get into that national championship, if you lose two games, I think you should be pretty much eliminated from any kind of national championship contention. I do. I don't it doesn't matter what your schedule is. Doesn't matter who you're going against. I think that if you lose two or more games, you you can still make a, a New Year's Six bowl, but I just don't see you being a national championship contender at that point because regular season games are playoff games. You know, Alabama. I mean, we've LSU, seen teams before when like when there was two teams, LSU won with two losses against that's what an I said, Ohio 2007, State. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just a weird year where like every other team had like two, three, four losses. Like it was just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that might be the craziest like year that no everyone just kind of like glosses over and forgets because that was just insane. Oh, dude, Kansas went like eleven and two. I think Boston College was second at one point. Yeah, but they had Matty Ice. That oh, mean, dude, yeah. Kentucky beat LSU that year. What? Yeah, I didn't Kentucky even know that. I just knew that LSU had two losses. I didn't know they like. They up. lost to Kentucky <laughs> in triple overtime. 2007. Yep. I had a t-shirt <laughs> with the like where the ball was and it said, we believe it was a big deal, dude. And then we lost to Florida by like 21 the next week. <laughs> but we thought we were going places. <laughs> Think of a dynasty. <laughs> yeah. A college football powerhouse right there. The Rich Brooks era. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, I have to ask you something, though. This is on my yeah. mind earlier. We're talking about the college football. Do you like the committee, or do you think it should be BCS, even if it's a playoff? If it's um, eight, four, six, eight, do you think computers picking it's better, or do you think like the committee picking it's better? Because that's something I've been uh, thinking about a lot, and I want to ask you. The bo- uh, My thing is, I think the only, my only issue with the computer is that it feels like it just kind of it forgets the like the human of it, which is. It's it's kind of like the umpires with robots, like robot umpskin calls wrong, or robot calls, robot umpskin calls right, like versus the human element. The committee, is, I feel like, has done a decently good job, like in picking the play. Like besides, like maybe a couple like snubs here and there, like like he said, Ohio State and Alabama thing. But I feel okay, like they've gone there. Here's it, the mainly. thing with that, though. I don't think that. Okay, I know I'm very biased, but Ohio no State shit. had two losses. That year. <laughs> Ohio State had two losses that year. Alabama only had one, and Alabama's only loss came to Auburn on the road. So I mean, you have an 11 and one Alabama team. You have an 11 and two Ohio State team, but that Alabama team, with the eye test, is a better team. And then Alabama goes in and wins the national championship, proving they're the best team. So it's kind of like. You know, do you really want to put a two-loss Ohio State? Because, okay, say Ohio State goes in at number four. Yeah, they Clemson's have, going to they beat have. them. And they went in at number four with a third-string quarterback in one, one okay, year. Okay, but did they, have a, did, they, did they have Ezekiel Elliott in 2017? No. Did they have <sighs> – were they three quarterbacks deep where they could have a third-stringer go in, like 12-gauge, Cardale Jones, and win an national championship? No. I mean, that's Oh, yeah, dude, Cardale's elite. 
he was elite until he went to the NFL and was yeah. awful. <laughs> he, I mean, <laughs> he was a yeah man. He was something. He, that that stretch he had there in that first playoff that was that was dumb. That was just dumb. Oh man, I can't believe he made that. Make it, make it, make it thirty-two, bro. Just make it wild. I think that I mean that. I feel like the lot of teams it could add to like the more like I mean you'd have March Madness but in football form, which seems like a lot, but it could be like really exciting. You would have to you would have to shorten the regular season. And that oh yeah, take out the cupcake games. Yeah, but that's why and that's why that's why the Alabama fan has a problem with it. <laughs> Man, dude, no Chris can't, can't play Citadel in week twelve. Yeah, dude, All he's right. preparing for the Iron Bowl with Corpus Christi, and he's like, "Dude, <laughs> we need that yeah. game, man." <laughs> yeah. No, Jackson, though, you got to think about this, man. Do you want Alabama and Clemson to have a free pl- pass to the playoff every single year? They already, they kind of already they do, do. but I they, mean, but they, they earn it. They but if you win out, you earn it. If if there's a 16 team playoff, Alabama and Clemson get in, no All questions asked. With two or three losses, they kind of already do that. Clemson really kind of does have a free like. Clemson's pass. done that every year, almost every year. The ACC reeks, but they still they haven't had undefeated. Anything. I would put. You see what I, I'm saying? Me, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because this is kind of goes back to your committee thing. There's a bias, and I'm part of it, and you two are too. But if you flipped the ACC and Pac-12 teams and kept Clemson like where they are, you really wouldn't tell much of a difference. In fact, maybe the Pac-12 is a little better historically. We just have this idea where they're located close to the SEC and they play the SEC teams a lot and they're rivals. So they, you know, there are upsets based on, you know, uh, school rivalries and stuff that they're like the second best when they're really not that good. I'd agree with that. Like they haven't. We like, have a we have a bias towards ACC based on geographical location. Yeah, because the South the South does so much for football, and that the hype kind of gets out there for teams. Like, yeah, it bleeds out. Kinda yeah, like COVID, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, here's the thing about that is I actually think you make a really good point because if you take Clemson out of it, like they're almost like an Alabama, Ohio State. Like they're just kind of an elite, dominant program. Not an almost, and, dude. They are. Yeah. Well, they are. No, absolutely they are. <laughs> I mean, two national championships. I mean, they, they are. Or they have three, but they have two in, in uh, 16 they haven't, had, they haven't had non-double-digit wins since like 2009 or something. No, Dabo's built a juggernaut. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. But dude, Kentucky beat them in a bowl game in like '08. <laughs> do, do, do you want a cookie? Like, really? Like, is that, is that supposed to be impressive? Kentucky, they beat, Kentucky has beat they beat X team. They beat Florida State and then Clemson, and then both of them teams went on to win national championship. And we got Joker Phillips. <laughs> yeah. When but Florida State about... was winning national championship, we lost to Vandy, forty-eight to zero. <laughs> Jesus. Van, oh, oh, that's just, oh. I think that's they, they, were, they were good shirt. for a couple of years under Derek Mason. <laughs> that's why he had the Alabama shirt. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but man, if you think about it, I mean, Oregon and North Carolina right now are very similar programs. They're kind of in that like nine to like 15 range where they're not like elite yet, but they're like New Year's six good. But then the rest of the conference is like older teams, kind of like Florida State, 
Stanford, Miami, USC, where they have like this cow. Exactly. They have like this storied history. But the on-field, you know, results are just bad. I mean, they haven't contributed anything. I mean, you look at the state of Florida. This is really interesting to me. You have three legendary programs, and it could be argued that Florida is like the least historic of the three. I mean, Miami Mm -hmm. has five national championships. Florida State has three. Florida has three. But Florida State, I mean, you look at what they were able to do in the 90s. I mean, that was one of the most dominant runs any college football teams ever had. And they have, and I, I'm pretty sure that they have a higher win percentage all time than Florida. Um, they just have a little bit like, they're, like their like individual stats are a little bit better in terms of like, you know, bowl record, things of that nature. So, I mean, they're, they're about equal, but it, Florida could be looked at historically as the third best program in that state. But now when you look at the state of Florida, I mean, UCF did something more, you know, um, noteworthy than either Florida State or Miami have in the last 10. I mean, since Jameis Winston won that national championship and then got to the playoffs the next year and got embarrassed by Marcus Mariota. Remember that play where Jameis was like falling backwards and like threw the ball behind his head? I mean, that was the time. That was exactly. And then Florida State went in 2017. This is the last game Florida State was relevant. It was number one Alabama, number three Florida State in Mercedes-Benz. And literally, it was just the the ugliest game I've ever seen for Florida State. They lost 24-7. to Francois tore his ACL in the fourth quarter. And it felt like after that, their program died. And Miami, that one year under Mark Ritt, you know, they were number two at one point. And they looked great. And then they fell apart. And we look at the state of Florida and, you know, Miami and Florida state have almost just taken a backseat role to what Dan Mullen's doing at Florida. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how historically, you know, Miami and Florida state are at Florida's level or above. And now Florida's just, you know, levels ahead of them. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely since urban Meyer was at Florida, Florida has been the better team by far. Because Miami man. hasn't been well, crazily relevant since like what? Jimbo, early Jimbo. 2000. Yeah. I mean, I mean Jimbo owned the Gators there for a minute, though. I mean, Jimbo with, with Jameis was, I mean, an EJ Manuel. I mean, the Gators would go into, you know, Tallahassee and they would just be getting destroyed. And then when Jimbo left, Florida asserted their dominance. But Florida went through a stretch there between Mullen and, or, yeah, between Mullen and between um, Urban, where, you know, you had Muschamp in there, you had um, McElwain, and I mean, they, they were kind of at a limbo. I mean, I remember that play in, I think, 2016 where Florida guys were like the, the linemen were like blocking each <laughs> other. I mean, they... <laughs> what was that one quarterback's name? Felipe something? Felipe Franks. Franks. Yeah. Falcon <laughs> legend right now. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. went – yeah, Florida went through – like they were just like painfully average, but like they were never relevant. It, it's – Florida's they, yeah, like they've weird. always had a floor. Florida just has a vibe to them that they feel better than they are. They always yeah. feel like they're a top tier team. Yeah, it's like the name. The name just carries more. Exactly. With them, even Honestly, in basketball, like I think basketball, like I always am gonna like. Oh, Florida will be pretty decent this year. Yeah, and there's no telling how good they could have been this year if that one dude wouldn't have like you know collapsed. Yeah, they could have made a little noise. Yarn. But it's interesting you say that, Jackson, because I was thinking the same thing about Florida. Because remember when they lost to um, LSU and they literally only dropped? I think they were – what were they? They were like 
fifth or no, they were sixth they were... and they dropped one slot in seventh. Yeah. After that mm-hmm. terrible loss. And and then they lost to Alabama and they stayed seventh. I mean, that was insane to me because you look at that loss. I mean, although they battled against Alabama, I feel like if you watch that game, Alabama got up to that 35 to 17 lead. You could just tell they were a better team. I mean, Florida, God bless them. They came back. I mean, Sertan lost that pick in the lights. Um, Josh Job was offside resulting in a Florida touchdown. Kyle Pitts made that superhuman catch in the end zone where he, I mean, that's the one thing about Trask. I mean, I just, I remember during the seat, this is a completely off topic, but just thinking about (laughs) Kyle Trask and I'm not even trying to hate, but listen, everyone during the regular season was saying Trask needs to win Heisman. He's better than Mac Jones, all this stuff. And when I watched him play half of the throws he made downfield were 50, 50 balls that literally Kyle Pitts would just jump over two or three defenders in secure or Tony would or Grimes would. I mean, at least when Mac was making those throws, he had better vision. He made his reads. He threw his receivers open. Whereas a lot of the time with Travis, even in that <laughs> SEC championship game, he would just be like, he'd just be like, heck with it. You know, Pitts is somewhere down there, 30 yards downfield. He just chucks it to the back of the end zone and Pitts gets it. I mean, in, in that LSU game, it was a perfect um, microcosm of that because Trask threw two picks, you know, he played badly down the stretch. They lost that game. And finally people started to see, you know, that, that L- look what Mack and Devontae did to that LSU defense. And then, you know, as soon as Pitts is out, you know, Trask just really couldn't get anything going. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, he might be able to do well in Tampa, but I just, I don't know. I've just never really been a huge believer in that. He just seems like he seems like a quarterback where it's like he's a he'll always be a backup, but everyone's like, "Well, look what he did at Florida that year." <laughs> yeah. Put him in, coach. Like, oh, he's kind he of might like do the, something. He's kind of like a poor man's Aaron Murray from Georgia. That's how I, I, know I look who at that him. is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pain. No, Aaron think... Murray was the old uh, – he was the quarterback in like 2011, 12, 13 when they lost to Alabama in that SC championship, and Aaron Murray didn't spike the ball. He came up all confused. To I, was the about line to, and... I, was, I was about to say it feels like Aaron Murray was at least a smarter than Kyle Trask, but then he did that in the championship game. So it's like yeah. don't know if I could – but he does seem like a, just a big-name SEC quarterback where it's like you just know the name, but he doesn't really doesn't really do much. So, are they having actual discussions about expanding it from four? Yeah, they are. They actually are. There's there were some meetings about it a couple weeks ago where they were having serious discussions, but it wouldn't be until like 2024, 2025. But yeah, they are I, having expansion discussions. Because like it feels like it just has not been like long enough for them to like actually start talking about that. Yeah, like, right, dude. It's been like eight years, and it reeks. <laughs> It just feels like something that like, they got to wait a little bit longer to see how it goes. Because they held the BCS around there for a while. Dude, let's make it 16. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of 16. Dude, Kentucky have <laughs> been in it multiple times now. Okay, we, ha- we have to get to the NFL <laughs> and Jackson. Huh? I have to say one more thing about this. If you make it 16, you are going to ruin the regular season. Every Saturday you want to no, sit in front not, of your TV dude, and watch really. That's but a joke. Because I think you are. 16. No, dude, dude you they, can lose like two games. That's it. Two. But, but why? But why? But why does? But okay. Why do teams ranked 
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 deserve a shot at the national championship. Say you just want to do eight, I can understand argument there. But if you're not in the top eight at the end of the season, you do not deserve a chance at the national championship, at least in my opinion. I think you need to take whatever bowl game you get and be lucky you got that bowl game because obviously you got anything in there. Calm down, Jesus. He's going all the attacks there. Dude's so upset. God forbid Alabama has to play more than one, you know. But see, dude, this works out perfectly for us because if we if we like win the SEC or go like twelve and one, thirteen and zero, we just have to win two games. We're national champions. Like that. That's just better to me. Like I just want to keep it like that. Well, know? they're gonna cut the season down to like nine games. So yeah, you wouldn't play, you know, Albany week nine or some shit, dude. I know that's tough for you because your only rival is a conference game, so you don't understand that. But your only out of conference rival is Louisville, and I mean the yeah. only the only two quarterbacks they have of note is a guy that wears a glove and a running back. Like I mean, you can't. Oh, well, first of all, dude, Louisville's not even really a challenging game, dude. Like the last two games, we beat them like fucking. We're up like one hundred and twenty three to seven on their dumbass. <laughs> We own them bozos. But, dude, why not 16? It'd be fun. More teams would get a chance. But and why it's do not they deserve like, a chance? That's my because, thing. Because, see, that's my thing. I told you, and we've had this argument before. Because you told me that the hardest championship to win was college basketball once. Yeah. I mean, I, I think – well, I think – Dude, here's the thing. Basketball- Kentucky could have made the tournament this year. Yeah. And they suck yeah. ass. <laughs> Dude, they really close. Clemson, you know, dude, let's say, I don't know, let's name a team, you know, a random one. Let's go Ohio State. Let's say they lose to Indiana September 14th and then lose to Michigan at the end of the year, you know, and Michigan is a Final Four team. They don't make it off of some bum-ass loss in September that well, is they, they don't three months it. ago. That's they bullshit. don't deserve it. Then make it two. <laughs> then make it two. Two, two, teams? two or 16. Two or 16. But why four, two? Why not two? Four? Two why kills two? me. Because two is the elite of the elite. Yeah, but four is the elite of the elite. I mean, you Alabama look at didn't deserve to make it that year. Ohio State didn't deserve to make it that year. Wait, why didn't Alabama deserve to make it when they were four, though? They had one loss. Ohio, Ohio State, State was better. <laughs> but Ohio State had two losses. Ohio State Alabama... won the Big Ten championship. But they had two losses. Alabama won the national championship that year. They were a better team. I mean, we had Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, we had oh, Calvin God, Ridley. Oh, God, dude. You just won the argument. Fuck. <laughs> I don't care about me. You're running the Jalen Hurts. But yeah. then we had two on the bench who won the national championship for us. I mean, think about if we started two off of a entire... I, Off of a lucky hunch, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you I mean game against two Clemson. is decent, but I mean, in his first game, I think that was just I, I think that was just luck. He was reaching. It was divine intervention. It was definitely divine intervention. There was Tua was about... the third best quarterback in that QB room. What? <laughs> the Bayton <and> Pablo. <laughs> Wait, how would you rank before we get to the NFL thing? This is how would you rank them? That that's what I want to know. Mac Jalen Tua. Are you saying like at their peak or like as as a career? Like, I just think Jalen's a better quarterback than Tua and Mac as well. Jalen wow. saved you all in that SEC championship game, bro. Yeah, but then what happened in the, later in that season when we lost 44 to 16 to Clemson? So I really don't care. I mean, I think about what Tua did for us and all the <laughs> records he set. I, I Listen, I would rank them Mac, 
Tua Jalen. And I think Mac had the best, like probably the second best season ever for a quarterback in college football behind um, Tyler Murray. <laughs> oh, you mean the year he lost to Tua? That yeah, year? Like, dude. He all played him, dude. I don't know. You know, it, 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 it's obviously Joe Burrow number one, Mac Jones number two, like for me at least. Oh, I mean, I Mac, Joe Burrow. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Mac had the completion percentage record, the um, QBR record, and the passer rating record. So to me, that is the second best season ever. So I would put him over Tua, but Tua was definitely better than Jalen, man. I mean, Jalen could barely throw at Alabama. And when he got to Oklahoma, he improved, but it wasn't so much his ability. It was more of the system he was in. Because, I mean, imagine Tua Tagovailoa in that Oklahoma offense in 2019, healthy. He's not running around as much as Jalen. No, dude. And he ain't fucking Kyler. (laughs) Mm. Imagine Kyler at Alabama. My God. Yeah, he would have been the fourth string quarterback. (laughs) Four string quarterback. I leave this no, show right now. I swear no. to God, bro. That's horrible. All right. Listen, all right, we got to shift to the NFL. So what We're we doing over-under. Do... I don't even know, but I can tell you Dolphins are going under. That's a fucking fact. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Tell us what a Dolphins Tua are. Tua reeks. <laughs> Tua is good, man. You got to – listen, man. Tua, Tua last year had the... a couple guys. Tua yeah. last year had the most drops for any quarterback in the NFL. He played well. He was coming off one of the worst hip injuries we've seen since Bo Jackson for the Oakland Raiders. I mean, we Tua was good for what he had. Who was Tua's best receiver? I mean, realistically. Devontae. Devontae. <laughs> Who's good. Devontae Parker. I mean, injured half the time. I mean, inconsistent. Butterfingers, Devontae Parker. I mean, I- I've had him in fantasy before. I dropped him. He's not he- – he's he's all right. I mean, he's good. I God, mean, dude, I who's mean, he had throwing to him? Ryan Tannehill? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Tua <laughs> throwing Ryan away t- from him. Dude, look how good Ryan Tannehill is for the Tennessee Titans. 33 touchdowns, seven uh, interceptions. How about that? I, mean, yeah, I, I think mean, the not, scheme helping out. I, I like Ryan Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill. I'm not shitting on him, but let's not act like he's Mahomes. I mean, he's I mean, better. Who Tua. is Mahomes, though? Who, dude, Tua, <laughs> mark my words. I would like to, on our first episode, yeah, I want to look patch. back on this in six months or however long it takes. Tua Tagovailoa is going to be a borderline Pro Bowl level quarterback next season. Well, I'll answer your question on who is Mahomes. I'll answer with a quarterback who's already made a Pro Bowl, buddy. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray can't even see over the line, man. I mean, he's, he's got to wear like little like lifts in his cleats. You know what I'm saying? Don't care. Best quarterback out there, dude. <laughs> I think Kyler's really good. I'd probably rank him in my like top ten, top eleven quarterbacks. So I, I mean, I, I think two. that's fair. Yeah, there was a nice ball. Wait, is Deshaun playing this year or no? I I don't think he is. I think I think he's a. Uh, I think he's got a little. He's a little toast. I think for the oh, year. See, Lucas, I, I don't <laughs> think so. I think I think I think Deshaun's gonna play. Throw a little kink in my plans. Point. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I think he's going to end up playing at some point. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think – oh, hang on. Oh, oh, I'm not going to say that. I think he's going to play. I was about to say I don't think it's a big deal. It is a big deal. But I don't know the legitimacy and how much it will hold up. Yeah. That's my thing. Because it's honestly kind of like been swept under the rug already. Yeah, it definitely has. You haven't and I'm not saying it's it. okay yeah, at all. No, no. But I just feel like if it was pretty legit, it would have been decided already. Well, here's the thing. Can he actually go to jail for it? That's the one thing I'm wondering. All he it's did like... was come during a massage, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, it's a legit – oh, my gosh, orgasm. I think I don't know. The thing is, is I, think it's, I think it's just gonna kind of. I think it's just gonna rock for. A while. I think it's just gonna take a minute. We gotta put that explicit thing beside it now, bro. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! This is why I want to do a podcast with Jackson oh, Kelly. You are a wild card, man. <laughs> Yarn. But yeah, dude. Uh, so, what do you think about your Cardinals, like over under wise? Well, they gave us our over under at eight, which I would definitely take the over. Eleven and six is my prediction. You believe in that defense? With what? <laughs> yeah, I believe in our defense because we also did have Chandler Jones last year. We upgraded a cornerback because Patrick P. E. Dierson reeked last year. <laughs> so we got Malcolm Butler. Wait, how how are you how are you slandering Patrick Peterson when he's one of the best defensive players the Cardinals have ever had? Does he play for the Cardinals anymore? <laughs> no, get him out of here! Look, when he retires, dude, yeah, I'll love him. And I almost bought a jersey not too long ago, like a signed one, but I actually forgot about it and I had to pay my taxes. But anyways, I think Malcolm Butler's an upgrade, and dude, I'm a big Marco Wilson believer. I think we'll be fine. I'm coming around on Zaven. And if we play Isaiah this year, I mean, he could be most improved. Or we don't, they don't have most improved. But, yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah's real, like legit. I, yeah, I think if they figure out how to use him, how to deploy him, like, I, I think they kind of, they did, they kind of, they felt like they kind of figured it out towards the end of last year. Oh, yeah, right. Dude. And so, I mean, I think if he, if he does bounce back, I think that eight is a very, I think the Cardinals' biggest problems going into this year is number one. I hope we can start off like one and five. This would be ideal. Because our schedule beginning is tough. We start out one and five. Cliff's <laughs> bum ass gets fired. <laughs> then, dude, the sky's the limit. I, I was wondering how you felt about Cliff because I have no faith. I have just no faith in it at all. There's not a bigger Cliff Kingsbury hater <laughs> on this planet. <laughs> this man had Patrick Mahomes Kyler Murray, and who else? Another really good quarterback. Yeah, Baker. Baker, yeah, yes, Baker. And he's never had a winning season with any of those three quarterbacks. Yeah, dude, he – well, yeah. uh, okay. So, I I think he'd be a good Pop Warner offensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, dude, Pop Warner. NFL head coach. Ain't no way. Yeah, that it was crazy when he got hired because it was like he was just barely, like he just barely got the USC OC job. 
And then he just all away with that NFL head coach. We were down eight the last game of the year. If we lose, we're out of the playoffs. If we win, we go. Kyler Murray's hurt, and he runs an option with Kyler on third and 18. (laughs) Almost because he's a Buffalo Wild (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's because he's good looking? Oh, he is attractive. No homo. But (laughs) what do you think? Is that why he got hired? I think so. I think it's Bullshit, because he's kind of dude. good. No, 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 no. No, it's just the Pat Mahomes connection. Maybe. That's the only oh, reason. No. Do, you, do you think if Cliff Kingsbury looked like Andy Reid, he would have been hired by the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean look, it's a fair question no, to ask. He has a reputation of having really good offense. Dude, uh, what's – dude? I mean, Case Keenum, I think he played for him. Like, his quarterback resume in college is actually, like, elite. Very elite. Oh, I think yeah. there was some dude in Houston that he played under that, like, holds records or some shit. I don't know. So, he has a good quarterback thing. Um, He was hired off of that because my defense for him was he always had, like, a top ten offense, but his recruiting classes were always, like, in the fucking 80s. And I was like, oh, this will work out good. Turned out, I'll, well, I'm not going to say I was wrong yet, but I'm about 99% sure I am wrong it's, about that. It's not looking great. Nah, not for If you don't make the playoffs this year, it feels, it, it feels like where do you – Back to the fucking drawing board, dude. Get him yeah. out. Get Steve Kahn out. Hire Eric Biennemi. Yeah, but see, Bienemy has to like interview terribly because he was the favorite for all these head coaching jobs and he didn't get any of them. So there has to be something there where he just does not interview well because a lot of people tied him to the Falcons um, and then no, he went out and got Arthur. I Smith. think what it is is a lot of it is they chose their teams like before the Super Bowl was over and he would not interview until after the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. And he, maybe he's insecure yeah. about his abilities and has Patrick Mahomes and knows if he goes somewhere, he's fucked. He doesn't want to lose that. It could be it too. I was saying, probably really... doubt about that. Like him, like Pat Mahomes makes e- Eric be enemy. But I feel like it's weird because it feels like it feels like everyone that plays under him's like, no, he's a really good coach. Yeah, but he That's also has a really dark it. past. He has a lot of things where it was like you know run-ins with the police, domestic stuff. I mean, there's a lot of question marks there. So I don't know maybe if that <laughs> plays into it because he's kind of a violent dude, like in the past, or if teams nah, see dude, that. It's the NFL, bro. Yeah, <laughs> if you could, if you could do your job well, you're getting hired. Like, that's like just that the NFL. Too. I like it. I like it, bro. Dude, first day out, sign with whoever. I don't give a shit. All right, man. Well, that's going to conclude the very first episode of the Backfield Boys. I want to thank my boys, Jackson Kelly and Lucas Kochabar for, you know, just being awesome co-hosts. And we're so excited to, you know, really get into this podcast and keep giving you guys awesome content. We were going to get into the um, NFL over-unders, but we ran out of time this week. So next week's episode is going to revolve around that and you are not going to want to miss it. So keep it tuned. Um, follow us on the socials, you know, uh, the Twitter is at TBB football pod. Um, we're going to be, you know, keeping this going for a while into the season and we're really excited to go on the journey with you guys. So once again, thank you and we'll be back.